Hey everybody, welcome to the Reality Bite Cocktails and Roses. I'm Matt Whitehead from 10 Daily. And I'm Talia Pritchard from Punky. What a week it's been in the world of The Bachelorette. From stand-up to sitting down. <laughs> just those two things. <laughs> That's just us watching the show. Um, but we did see comedy routines mm-hmm. and meeting the parents. Mm. But before we go any further, if you haven't watched this week's shows, stop what you're doing right now, press pause on this and go watch now on 10 Play or tune in every Wednesday and Thursday at 7.30 on 10. All right, Tal, should we get into it? Let's get into it. Straight on to group dates. And the first one, I'm ready to talk about the stand-up comedy. I want, I never want to talk about this again because it was horrifying. I think it helps to talk about your feelings and right. we can process it and okay. we can move on. Yeah, uh, because the boys went to a comedy club where they were informed that they were going to be performing in a, a comedy set, not only for Angie and also comedian Harley Breen, but for a packed house. Exactly. And this was brought on because obviously Angie wants someone with a sense of humour. Um, but I want to point out two people that weren't on the group date, mm. our current front runners, Carlin and Ryan. <laughs> and why do you think that was? Mm, maybe because they're not that funny. Okay, I don't know if Angie's ready to see them fail at anything yet. Old mate 2% Carlin, not, not funny enough for you? <laughs> he laughed at his own joke once. <laughs> um, oh. The other person I was really grateful not to see on this date was Jamie. Oh, I know. I think that would have really... Hurt part of me, heart. yeah. Part of me thinks that he would have just got up there and been like, "Um, actually, I'm not going to do comedy. I've written a poem, <laughs> and it would have been six hours long. And <laughs> he would have had a costume change, <laughs> and he's like looking up words what rhymes with Angie." <laughs> <laughs> would you ever do something like this? Date or no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because uh, I've got an audience waiting outside. No, would you ever do stand up to impress someone? No, absolutely not. No, no. I can barely even go out for a drink with someone, let alone do stand up. Yeah, I just don't think I would ever want to impress somebody. I don't think I would ever, <laughs> you know. Just wrap it up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Thanks for tuning in. Thanks everyone. so much, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this has been Therapy with Matt and Tiles. I just, yeah, this is horrible because I think it's one of, um, people's biggest fears is public speaking it is not yeah. only that but the pressure on top of that of having to be funny in a kind of stand-up-y way yeah that's so much pressure and i'm i, I would be terrible at this i think osher even tweeted that he's seen you know people obviously jump out of planes do all this hectic stuff but he's never seen anyone as scared as what these boys were having to go through this yeah absolutely they're so brave oh <laughs> Um, did you have a favourite routine, though, from any of the guys? I did. This is really shallow, but um, out of all of them, I think my favourite was Scott because all he did was just strip his clothes off. Yeah. And, like, if I wanted to make people laugh, I'd probably just do the same thing. <laughs> You'd get naked. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> that, you're laughing. That would hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, what, did you have a favourite? Not really, I, but I did really enjoy watching Tim's just because I didn't know where it was going. Like, yeah. I didn't know if it was going to be funny. He just has this way of delivering things that I laugh at anyway. I don't like even if what he's saying isn't that funny, but him getting ready for it where he's just like talking to Harley, who was helping them with their routines. And he's like, oh, there's a chicken and there's the llamas. And I'm like, where is this going? I had no idea. But this is the interesting thing about what Tim did, which I thought was smart, but I'm only giving him partial credit for. He pretty much appropriated like an old joke and Mm. just subbed in people's names, which I think is, again, I think it's really smart to do. Because it means you don't have to actually come up with jokes. But, like, yeah, partial credit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Kieran won the alone time with Angie. What did you think about it? So all Kieran did was actually get up on stage and tell the story of how he was the nude live model last week. 
They loved it. I know, but I also love anything Kieran says. Right. Just because of his, of his delivery. Uh. Yeah. And that's he just retold the story and we we're all like, okay, cool. But I was like, oh, Kieran. Yeah. Tell it Great again. Great story. Yeah. <laughs> Claps. <laughs> I'm like stand innovation. Like, Claps. Yes. You know you can actually clap, right? You don't have to just say the word. Mmm, <laughs> claps. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm moving on from this one. Laughs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he won the uh, extra time. Oh, actually, we should note that there were a few big failures, mm. mostly Handsome Tom. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome on board the Bachelorette. <laughs> Let me start again, because that was crap. (laughs) So welcome aboard the Bachelorette Airlines. Poor Tom. But, I mean, obviously suffering from stage fright and obviously not somebody who... Is funny. Well... I oh, you are going to say, oh, sorry, sorry, Tom. <laughs> but uh, that that was rough to watch. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I could not have been in that audience. I think I would have just had a full panic attack. No, I would have needed a whole bottle of wine just to probably sit through mm. any of those, to be honest. Yeah, I need a bottle of wine to sit through most nights. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so Kieran was the one that nabbed the extra time with Angie after the comedy date. Yes. Um, I think Angie was ready to see if he could open up a little bit more like she knows him as a jokester ironically that was the challenge this week but then she wanted to see more so that was a mixed message but did you think that we got a bit more of him well we've seen everything of him haven't we (laughs) what more is that um well the best part of this date was when he started talking about growing up and his siblings and then he got really confused and he's like oh wait Siblings, does that mean my brothers and sisters? And Angie's like, what? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, right oh, word. wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then yeah. they just passed. So I was like, great. It was good, yeah. But I feel like we only scratched the surface of him having more of a, a serious side and a depth. But we kind of saw more of him in the next episode. But I guess we'll exactly. get to that a bit later. Stay tuned for mm. Kieran analysis. So then if next day, the uh, the group date in episode six, should we talk about that? Let's do it. Angie introduced the boys to her parents. I've never met a significant other's parents. What? Yeah. Well, I've, I mean... I, you've oh, never you int- haven't met mine, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> people actually think that we're in a relationship. You have what to stop. You think? have to stop. I got asked you last week, are you and Tars actually dating? I was like... Yes. No. <laughs> have you? Have you? Can you hear me speak or move my wrists? <laughs> so let's just put that out there. But no. I, anyway, so she brought. Wow, she guys, brought, I just got dumped <laughs> on the podcast. You did not receive a rose. <laughs> Bye. So she brought her parents to meet the boys, which is intense. That's a big step. But speaking of intense, oh. Jamie was like, recognize them straight away from Instagram, that's, which he said. That's crazy. And he goes, this could be my future mum and dad. Like, I need to make a good impression. And I just thought. <laughs> Once again, it's so, it's so, uh, I have to keep putting this in the framework of, of what he's saying is true. Like all of that That's stuff is true. Well, it could be, you know, and he does need to make a good impression if they are going to be mm. his mom and dad, but his, his execution and delivery is so bad. <laughs> I was going to say bonkers. Yeah, yeah, but it is. It's really, it's really intense. Uh, but he was very excited to meet his future mom and dad. I think it's just, he always takes it one step too far. Mm. Yes, you can say, oh, I really want to make a good impression if I end up with Angie in the mm. end. But then he then just takes it to that next level being like ready to call. Like I was surprised he didn't call Angie's mum mum at some stage just to really like oh, drive the final yeah. nail in the coffin. Or like quietly cut her fringe just so that he could <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give it back to her at the first Christmas that they have together. <laughs> in a little Remember? necklace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I thought this was uh, a really smart date in the way that it, it was played out. And I like the so what happened was they were split into two different groups. There was what I think were quite a few big characters uh, taken away to have a game with Angie's dad. Mm-hmm. And then there were some other kind of floating dudes that were all taken for a few one-on-ones with Angie's mum. Yes. And this played out really well because what Angie's dad was doing was asking questions to some of the guys that were all like perfectly suited for each of them. Yeah. Meanwhile, we were jumping back to these one-on-ones that often related to the question that was being asked. So, for instance, the question was, um, who should Angie stay away from? And basically all of the guys said, Jamie. Yeah. Meanwhile, we cut over to oh, Jamie talking to mum. I know. And, and he it, thought he was making such a good impression too. And meanwhile, all the guys were kind of throwing him under the bus. I know. But fair? Yeah. I think like they had to answer the question honestly and I think they did do that. Angie's dad seems like the kind of guy that's going to see through bullshit anyway. Mm. Um, the other thing they did do apart from Jamie though was they mentioned Ryan as being not trustworthy. Yes. Which is interesting. And we, I think we started to get a bit of a vibe that the guys obviously don't like him, but for more reasons than just being an intruder that's come in. Mm. Because Kieran had a line and it was something about Ryan saying this one quote about sticking to his story. Yeah. And which made Kieran think there's more to the story in the outside world of Ryan and Angie. Yeah. I actually spoke to Scott and Tom this week. Ooh, I know. Like over DMs. Or just like... <laughs> I showed up to their house in the middle of the night and um, they were relatively cool about it. Um, no, I did. And um, I asked them about Ryan because we'll get into the cocktail party later, but mm-hmm. because of what happened at the cocktail party. And both of them were really candid about still like not trusting him. Yeah. There's something about Ryan that I think when he came in, he just made the decision not to put in any effort with the guys. And they really took that badly. They took it personally. Mm. And we have seen that with Ryan in general, that he's kind of coming and he's like, I'm here for Angie. Yep. I had all these months to ask her out, but here I am on this show. A whole, a my whole friggin' year. But my other thing is that um, when, if, if you think back to other times, and, I, and my mind went to Cass in the Honey Badger season, mm. when she was talking about knowing Nick in the past, yeah. there was this level of distrust from us as viewers. Mm-hmm. But with Ryan, there seems to be this kind of... Um, we're giving him the benefit of the doubt here. And we yeah. are all just saying like, oh, yeah, that's fine. They just DM'd for a year. That's fine. For some reason, it feels like we as viewers are kind of trusting him a lot more. And when he's saying, you know, so Angie's mum spoke to him and she said, oh, I recognize you. And yes. Evie said and that she recognized wild. him. You know, it, it it is very convenient. And it's kind of very similar to the cast thing. But for some reason, we're viewing it differently. I think so too. But I think this week people have started to clock on a bit more than Mm. maybe last week because as soon as, I mean, even personally, as soon as Angie's mum said, oh, I recognise you, I thought that's weird because my mum would never know any guy that I've just been like DMing with. Mm. There's so many. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um. She knows me, right? (laughs) Tells us long-term boyfriend. But like to tell your mum about someone that you've never met that you've been talking to over Instagram. Yeah. That's weird. Normal? Oh, okay. We oh, said different mm, things. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell my mum that I don't know Henry Cavill, but um, <laughs> do that later. But speaking <laughs> of Angie's parents, they then sat down with Angie to give their opinions basically on the guys. Mm. And in the understatement of the century, Angie's mum said, oh, Jamie's just a little bit intense. A little bit. Bless her heart. I know. She's so sweet. <laughs> also, I did love that her dad just came in brutally honest. Like, mm. 
even with my parents, I'll be like, he, he seems nice. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he said that he was a fan of Colin and Kieran. Kieran, which was surprising. Yeah. And then um, he said something about Tim that I found amazing. It was something like, he's really going to bother you at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But as, as soon as he said it, I was like, he's right. <laughs> I think the word was, pe- he's going to pester you at the dinner table. Yes. I was like, perfect, perfect description. Well, like, even just think about his comedy routine again for a second. You're at the dinner table and Tim's just telling this, like, story that makes no sense he's like oh and then there's a chicken and he's doing all these like, like shut up i had a long time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't care tim what did you do today <laughs> all i asked was pass the salt <laughs> yeah. i think angie's dad's pretty spot on mm. he did say the difference between carlin and kieran was that carlin was the kind of guy angie could settle down with now and have kids and kieran was the fun one she could travel with and look at having kids when she's 40 Oh, well, if we're going to investigate connections, why don't we jump into the single dates for this week? Let's do it. Episode five, we had a big fire truck pull up. Oh, this was so cruel. Oh, my God. There was a siren going off on the truck and also in Jamie's head because obviously he is a firefighter. So is Hayden. So is Hayden. And I think there was a shot of Hayden's face, but Mm. we were also busy focusing on like the drag of Jamie. (laughs) Yeah. I think Hayden did think it was him for a second too. But ultimately it turned out to be... Ryan's date, yes, which is crazy. If you've got two firefighters in the house, and also Tim's job is a fireproofer, which what is that? I don't, I still don't know. But you know, we gave it to the dog guy, um, and yeah, yeah, that was interesting. I apparently also, um, Scott said in the episode that Jamie got up at midnight to get ready for that date. That is so <laughs> weird. <laughs> I've never. It's like it's like it's like the night before Christmas. You get up too early, and oh. you're like, are there, are there presents? It's like, no, it's it's still yeah, eight like p.m. What time do these dates normally start? If he's getting ready at midnight, I don't know. Oh, Jamie. morning. I think normal times. Just, yeah, <laughs> he's just pacing the whole way. He's like, Angie, Angie, Angie. <laughs> setting fires and putting them out just for practice (laughs) (laughs) on this date that was basically like ryan and angie those they practiced putting out a fire Mm. and then ryan made a joke and he said something about like this is lit or something but he was really proud of himself but it was really not funny (laughs) well then the next thing is like they're just abseiling down a building i know and i felt like i should um feel like that was a lot more intense but I didn't. No. <laughs> no. Uh, and I just don't feel like there was a connection there watching it as a viewer. It's yeah. just you're kind of watching them strapped to each other, just like slowly, slowly. So slowly, <laughs> slowly drop down. down. I was like, oh, God. And as we know, um, the show is about us. So if we mm. don't feel the connection, then... Uh, Dump him. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, Angie really felt like she, it felt like she was really getting something out of this date, right? Yeah. Cause they then sat, that was basically the date. Mm. Um, and then they had their alone time. Um, and Ryan was like, oh, I've had this big cyber crush on you. And I was like, dude, no one said that since 2003 for one. Mm. Like we're not talking MSN. And, and then they <laughs> been messaging for a year. A year. Can we talk about that for a second? Yes. I've never in my life, that's like pen pals back in the 50s or whatever it's so weird also if someone had been sliding into my dms for a whole year you're basically then married. rocked up on a show no i'd be calling the police i'd oh. be like what are you doing here <laughs> like you don't have 12 months i'm lonely <laughs> 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 yeah i thought that was crazy and then when he was like i was working up the courage to ask you out and then you announced that year. you were on this show it's like how much courage do you need for a whole year yeah. I, just, I just don't understand messaging someone and just never meeting up with them. Like, I get not finding time. Like, it's like, oh, this week's a bit busy for me, but mm. <laughs> this 12 months is a bit busy for me. Yeah. 
Anyway, I have some real issues with that. <laughs> but their um their one on one time was fine. Yeah, Again, I mean they had sweaty hands. I I've always got sweaty hands. My they, hands are quite sweaty right now. Actually. They acted like that was some really rare thing. I have had sweaty hands my entire life. I know, okay. I know, it's really gross. I'm actually a very sweaty person, <laughs> and I am desperate for love. Is it, this is going well for me? <laughs> this is a really great. I can't wait to see your DM slides <laughs> after this episode. I also want to touch on after they discuss their sweaty hands, Ryan just like casually drops. Yeah. Anyway, uh, today was really good for me because I always wanted to be a firefighter, but I've had these open heart surgeries. Mm. <laughs> so, like, yeah, sorry, he, he's got a congenital heart disease. Defect. Yep. We're we're both doctors, um, <laughs> and uh, and so he's had two open heart surgeries, which is really intense. Mm. Chicks apparently dig scars, but it's like when I show someone my knee when I fell over, they don't care. <laughs> Do you want to see it? I don't. I'm good. <laughs> exactly. I'm good. Put Point it away. Proven. Oh god, she's got her knee out. <laughs> um, and then they kissed. Then they kissed, and this was interesting because he said this could be the last first kiss. Mm, deep mm, and i and also then, had to think about that twice because i was I like know. huh what does that mean he, and then he ripped his lips off yeah <laughs> and then angie was saying that it was a really good kiss and it surprised her because he was doing little tricks yes, little what does kiss that tricks. mean what does that mean i don't know and i thought about this a lot because i was like how much <laughs> i was practicing on my hand i was like what does this mean no yeah um, Maybe he was doing something. I wanted like her to like darting elaborate. his tongue in and out like yeah. a little snake. Well, I was thinking of the Alan's lolly snakes, and you know you can tie them in a knot. He in tied your her mouth. tongue in a knot. That's <laughs> yeah. what, yeah. No, no, I was like, he had this Alan's lolly snake. Oh, he tied it in a knot. Oh, see, I would. And like then he that. fed her like a baby bird. A ki- I, I would love that. Mm. A kiss and a snack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Kiss tricks. Mm, kiss tricks <laughs> with Matt and Tiles. <laughs> I think we should move on to the next single date. I, I really think so. <laughs> Speaking of getting fed like a baby bird, <laughs> it was time for Kieran's date in episode six. Angie said she wanted to see him out of his comfort zone. Mm. And that involved them going in a speed boat. Right. <laughs> and that was it. And that was it. And then this is the interesting overarching theme of their dates is facials. Um, <laughs> I'll grow up. <laughs> but don't you remember in the first night that he arrived, he said something about his beauty regime. And then yeah. he said, I can't wait to give Angie a facial. Yeah. And then he was like, whoa, not well, like not that. Like, yeah. And then today he got, um, you know, seawater in the face. And then she said, oh, it's probably not the facial he's used to. And I was like, what's with these two? <laughs> And it's because it sounds so dirty, but they're being so, like, genuine. I know. I know. They're both talking about, like, just like spa skin. facials. Yeah, yeah. And we're just really immature, I guess. Yeah, um, I guess so. <laughs> Kieran said he would much rather prefer just having, like, a soy latte and, like, getting to know Angie than being forced into a speedboat and getting wet. Mm. But anyway, I mean, that's kind of that was the action part of their date. We just watched them drive just around. Just go on a boat, yeah. And get splashed. Mm, you know, it seems fun. Yeah, but um, so they had their alone time too, and Kieran did open up a bit more. Yes, so after their sort of one-on-one time, after the group date, this time we actually saw a lot more of him, and he really kind of brought down his walls. And I really liked when she said, I feel like an asshole for judging you. Yeah. Because he did sort of reveal quite a lot about his past and about growing up and why he is like he is. Yeah, exactly. Um, He kind of explained that his life was a bit kind of up and down. He went to eight or nine different schools at some stage, which explains his kind of confidence and bravado, I guess. I've been to like, I went to like six different schools and I'm like a piece of shit. (laughs) 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 How did we come out so different? Okay, we'll bleach your hair. We'll get you some tattoos and everything will be That's what it is. That's what it is. But I think the most interesting thing was watching the change in Angie mm-hmm. after he opened up. You could see, I think she was nearly like a little bit shook at how much she liked him after that date. 
Well, she even said that she was expecting to kind of be off him at this stage mm. because she probably was going to just get the jokester again. But once she kind of got under the layer of his sort of exterior, that she she found that she was finding more to like about him. And I think he's a real contender now too. Agree. Because he's the one that has so far proved that he can be funny and deep. Mm. And we haven't actually had that combo with any of the other guys. Yeah, true. He's the only one that's kind of giving us layers. I also think this is interesting. Angie's been really strategic with her dates because if you think about all the single dates, um, the only one that I guess it wasn't was Carl and it was just kind of like, he's handsome, I'll take him on a date. Yeah. But then we had Jackson because she wanted to know if his age was going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. We had Tim because she wanted to kind of get a bit more of an understanding of him. And then we had Kieran again to see his more serious side. Who am I forgetting? Ryan. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, I think she, she wanted to really figure out if there was a, a real life connection exactly. there outside of Instagram. Yeah. So she's been really strategic with these dates, which I really liked. I really like it. And I like watching her kind of keep us on our toes as well. Yeah. Because obviously at the very start, we we're like, oh, well, Carlin's hot. Yeah. He got the 24 hour rose, whatever. But he like- must win. But then it's kind of like... No. Yeah, he's not actually up to scratch of some of the other dudes. Maybe she should just date them all forever. Okay, that sounds great. Should we get into the cocktail parties? Yes, let's do it. So this season cocktail parties have been wild. Every single cocktail party has been exciting. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, usually they're good, but this season it's like, it's 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 following this amazing pattern, which I love, which is that somebody get, takes Angie away for time and then the dudes all get really mad at that one guy. Yeah, and, and there's s- these guys that we don't see have any alone time with Angie anyway. So yep. they get really hyped up about the bro code. Oh, yeah. And it's just like Hayden's just like master bro code over here with his like little vodka soda just sipping away and he's just like, hmm, Huh, fellas. taking her away again, I see. And yeah. it's like, sh- you you do it. <laughs> do something Hayden like you know what I mean what? the only time we see him is when he's just like angrily sipping his little drink and being like how dare this guy take her away it's like that's the point of the and show talking man to the other, like I feel like it's like Hayden and his pack of bros yes. and there's like three or four of them that are always part of that conversation mm-hmm. just standing around sipping vodka soda talking about the bro code so episode five this really came to a head because Ryan as we already said the guys are already offside with Ryan after his single date, he's already got a rose. He sees a moment and he takes Angie yeah. away for a little chat and the dudes lose their mind. They are not happy. But for once, they decide to confront him after he gets back. So mature. It's so <laughs> funny though because like they confront him and then they say their piece and then he's just kind of like, I don't regret it. Like this is why I'm here. Yeah. And then they all, they all one at a time just get up and they, they just storm, storm off. off. It's so weird. I know. And then they go and dub Ryan into the other boys. And yeah. They're like, he said he's not here to make friends. My favorite part is Ryan's like, we're on the Bachelorette. We're not on the let's make friends with everyone in the house show. And Which I, I like, would love to watch. <laughs> yeah. What a title. I think they're casting for the next season. <laughs> Such a catchy show title Isn't too. it though? Yeah. Good <laughs> Burn Ryan. That hashtag. <laughs> I mean, I know Ryan's in the right here, but I just like lost it when he said that. Let's go like... make friends with everyone in the house. It's such a good, like, it's so mangled. <laughs> it's just so bad. Just saying I'm not here to make friends, which he also said later. Yeah, exactly. Oh, bless. Um, but as the boys kind of walked off one by one on him, Tom stayed and he was like, you just lost like the respect of all the guys. And it's like, he doesn't care. He does not care. <laughs> he's He's got heaps of followers on Instagram. He's getting more every week. He likes dogs. 
dogs. He likes dogs. He doesn't dogs need dogs are his friends. He doesn't need human friends. He's got dogs. Exactly. Man's best friend. Exactly. Or Aussie dog guy's best friend. <laughs> Another catchy title. <laughs> he should change his Instagram to Aussie dogged the boys guy. Hey? Oh, Thank you. That's so good. Thank you so much. I'm going to leave. <laughs> this is the final episode of this Okay, podcast. I'll take over from here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is that, like, once again, we saw this pattern last week. So we saw Jamie take her away mm. and we got really mad. And then we saw Tim take her away and, and nobody got mad. Said. But again, when I spoke to Scott, mm. he said that the guys were kind of mad at Tim. But Did I, they I, say I really anything? And it wasn't. I don't mm. think so. I don't think they would have confronted him like they would. But also because they didn't realize that Tim was taking her away to like make out with her at the cocktail yeah, party. Right. That they had no awareness of that. Obviously, they were away at a separate area. So I think the guys didn't necessarily take it as seriously as Ryan, who they obviously think is such a contender. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that if you're part of the bros, that maybe they turn a bit of a blind eye 100%. to another fellow bro's behavior. Yeah. But it's when you're on the outside, like Jamie and Ryan, mm. that they're like, oh, this is an issue and we're going to like go at them. Like my favorite part too was also Colin like walking in the background mm. when like just Tom and nothing. Ryan were arguing. <laughs> he was just kind of like blending in with like a tree the waiters, or something. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Jamie, in this cocktail party, he was really upset because he didn't get the firefighting date. So he decided to make a bold move and present Angie with a gift. Yes. I was so scared. I was watching this scene. I was like, what's it going to be? I yeah. was like, don't do a Jess and give a key to an apartment or something. No. And it, it turned out to be socks. Yeah. Rainbow socks. Yeah. And there were also those kind of like socks that you can get at like a news agent. I know. <laughs> I just like, I feel like physical pain in my heart oh. when I think about this scene because he was just so earnest and he was so happy. And the reason he got Angie socks was... Um, Do you know the reason? Because I watched that six times and I still don't understand. <laughs> I don't know what this means. Well, Evie had told a group of the guys that Angie doesn't like her feet. Mm. So he bought her a pair of socks, I think. But then, but he, then he's like, not to cover them up. It's just like, he just got really tangled. I think he didn't think it through. Yeah. I think he thought, oh, she doesn't like this part of herself. So I want to give her something cheery and happy that she could put on her feet. Right. And like, look at the socks and be like. I love my socks. I love my feet now because they're wearing cheery, happy socks. I That's say, what I took out of yeah, it. Yeah, I got to say, I hate that so much. <laughs> Yeah. And watching him explain it was horrible. It was really... It was a train wreck. I was like, bring back the stand-up comedy date because I know. this is rough. Like, Scott, where are you? Take your clothes take off. Your clothes off. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. do something. <laughs> Someone do something. Scott, please, please, Scott. Um, <laughs> that being said, he did get the first rose at the rose ceremony. Oh, don't we know it? Don't we know it? Because he mentioned it 60,000 times, give or take another 20,000 times. Oh, just, he really got a newfound confidence getting the first rose. Mm. Um, and I think he thought maybe he'll get the next single date, which mm, obviously mm. had gone to Kieran. <laughs> um, but he still held that with him into the next cocktail party. Yes. And let's talk about that because in the next cocktail party, Jamie found out that during the meet the parents date, the boys had thrown him under what he said was a literal bus. <laughs> <laughs> So in order to kind of combat the fact that um, the boys had told Angie's dad that he was a bit needy and a bit intense, mm. to, to show that he's not needy, he immediately sprinted over to Angie, <laughs> basically grabbed her and said, can we, can we please have a chat? I'm not yes. needy. Can we just have a chat? Like, not to be intense or anything, but can we have a chat immediately right <laughs> I'm now? chill. It's fine. Yeah, it's I'm fine. so chill. Um, she did want to chat to him too, though, about why all the boys had said that. So yes. it was good timing, but he was really fast to basically put his foot in it mm, it was kind of like a dig up moment 
and she didn't do that. Just like, I'm going to need therapy after watching Jamie's scenes because it just like hurts my heart so much. I feel like we both need therapy anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, yeah, it's just the Jamie scenes scenes that do it. Blaming Jamie for my problem. (laughs) Um, It was really awkward, but then here's another thing. Right at the end, Kieran interrupted to take Angie away. Mm. Once again, guy who got the single date and has a rose did that. There was no flubbub about it. Yeah. Again, if you're a bro, it doesn't matter. Interesting, right? Yeah. Because Kieran was the one that really lost his mind the night before. Yeah. He was so mad and he was like, you know, he stormed off after Ryan had said, like, I don't regret doing this. And then he did it as well. Exactly. We didn't see what happened with them. Because no. I think Jamie had just taken up so much time. But it's interesting. Yeah. This dynamic with, with the dude. The life lesson here is to be a bro. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> how do I do that? <laughs> Do you also think that this was kind of like a like for Kieran to tell Jamie that he had said what he said to Angie's dad? Do you think that was a, a ploy? Maybe, but I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to see the best of Kieran, but I kind of liked he was honest about it because mm. it didn't sound like he was doing it how Tim stirs up people. Yeah. It sounded a bit more like this is probably going to come to a head tonight, so I'm letting you know this is exactly what I said. Yeah. Um, and of course it kind of sent Jamie into that spiral, but then he went into the chat with Angie knowing what it was going to be about, which is almost like he got a heads up and he still like massively stuffed it up. Yeah. He said that he took it as a compliment that the boys see him as too nice. Yeah. Like he's too good. Yeah. And she was like, too good for me. Like, what are you talking about? And then he just kind of unraveled from there where he then told her there was only three genuine guys in the house. And he's done this before. And yeah. this, I think, really rubbed Angie the wrong way. Because he's, he's mentioned that there are guys there for the wrong reasons. And every time she pushes him for more info, he kind of backs off and says, I don't want to say anything. Yeah. I, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. But do you know what he also does? And he goes back to playing victim. And we've seen it in the first, very first episode where something happened. And he was like, these guys did this to me. And then to Angie, he's like, you've put me in a really like awkward position. She's like, I didn't put you in anything. Mm. I am curious. He considers himself as one of the genuine guys, obviously. Yep. I wonder who the other two are. I would say Carlin and... Ryan, maybe? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because he didn't elaborate and he didn't tell Angie and that kind of, they left with a really awkward... Obviously, Kieran came in and intercepted. Yeah. But she wasn't happy with him at no. all. And I really thought that spelled the end for Jamie, but it did not. It oh. spelled the end. Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. Uh, and strap in, listener, because <laughs> we've got three hours of material because it spelled the end for my future brother-in-law, Glenn. <laughs> I saw the rudest thing on Twitter this morning. What? Which said, Bachelorette viewers are wondering, who is Glenn? And I was like, who how is Glenn? dare you? <laughs> he had an entire word in this I week's know. episode. They said, Glenn, how do you feel after episode five's rose ceremony and he said yeah oh he's so deep I know. he actually had more because when kieran got back from his solo time with angie glenn was the one that that was like did you pass her <gasps> did he yeah i must have missed that yeah, and it just kind of cut to glenn being like so did you kiss and I it's like who are i must you? have got lost in his like how, da- how dare you how, <laughs> how dare you say that to me and to my family <laughs> that could be my future mother and father <laughs> See when Jamie says it, it's creepy, you're but when I say Glenn, it, it's romantic. Like, just, I've seen your parents on Instagram. <laughs> I have seen his brother on Instagram. Oh, hello! I'm so sorry to that family. <laughs> At least now they're like safe because I can't. I can't well, there's Glenn no more Glenn is free. Content. He's a free man. Yeah, he is. And we also, I, I think we forgot to touch on the fact that we we lost three boys the night before, which was uh, 
Scott, Tom, and Adam. Yeah. So we lost four boys sad. this week. Very sad. I didn't want to touch on it because I was too emotional. <laughs> All those memories. Them. Yeah. Should we roll the highlight clip of uh, no no highlights? Uh, oh, no yeah, highlight okay, clip. Yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> okay, Tells, we might not be the Bachelorette, surprisingly, but No one this... told me that. <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> Okay, fine. Oh, anyway. Way to find out. But this week, who would you give your rose to? Oh, I've got two roses. Oh, okay, greedy. That's not, okay, yeah, make up your own rules. That's fine. Yeah, cool. <laughs> the first, <laughs> the first rose goes to Alex, who, when all the boys were fighting, yep. he just like quietly whisked Angie away for some solo time. Yeah. And I was like, what a good move. Like, we don't see him any other time. I like, like to, even just said I said Alex and I thought, is that his name? Or I like to I call him like... Time Delay Alex because I always hear his name and then there's a beat and then I think, no, yep, I know who that is. Yeah, I'm like, wait, Adam? No, 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 no Alex. A- yep. Alex, yep, I know Alex who that is. gets my rose, but also another rose goes to the really like dramatic opera kind of music that sent Glenn on his way. Oh my God. God, because it was all it was all around Jamie, and there was all this crazy music. Which, Jamie got the that last. Music rose was amazing. Of the night. I know. Don't we know it? Ugh. Don't we know it? from first to last? Ugh. Worst day ever. From, Started from the, the top, top and now we're here. <laughs> that classic lyric. But that music was intense. I know. I loved it. Um, who's your rose going to? I didn't prepare one, but can I just? Oh, okay. Like I get in trouble for having two roses. Yeah, too and you're many. Like, I've got zero. Well, you took all the roses. <laughs> Uh, this week, I think I'm going to have to give my rose to Harley Breen for having to sit mm. there and strap on a smile and pretend like all those men were funny. Yeah. How brave. That is really brave, actually. He deserves another Logie. Well done, Harley. All right. Who are you not giving your rose to? Oh, uh, Ryan and Angie's sweaty hands. I don't want to hear about their sweatiness anymore. It's Stop. gross. It's <laughs> so rude like, to no. the sweaty community <laughs> who I am part of. <laughs> I'm here for a love story, not for your gross sweaty hands. No, we're here. We're slippery. <laughs> Get used to it. Uh, is that your Tinder bio? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, I had to delete. <laughs> um, who's not getting your rose? This is going to be controversial, but I'm not giving my rose to Angie this week because Ooh. she sent Glenn home. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you like it, Angie? <laughs> so I'm looking forward to next week when Jamie goes on the wall path to ditch the bro code because I think we're going to have a lot to talk about then. Yeah, so um, maybe we'll see you back here next week. Maybe. <laughs> I was like, are you firing me? <laughs> Maybe. We'll see how casting goes. <laughs> no one else will laugh at you this much. I know. <laughs> Just put a mirror in front of me. I love my own jokes. And uh, reflection. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep watching The Bachelorette every Wednesday and Thursday at 7.30 on 10. And you can always catch up on 10 Play. And don't forget to check out our articles and recaps on 10 Daily. And Punky. Yeah. Thanks, Tiles, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was all right. <laughs> Shine your boots, Governor. Yeah, all right, lad. They're looking a bit grimy. All right, I'll clean them up then. Sit down. Thank you. So you're reading the old paper there, sir. Yeah, what's it to you? Oh, I've got a new thing. It's a way to listen to the paper in your ears, you see. What are you on about, kid? I'm on about Ten Speaks Podcasts. What's a Ten Speaks Podcast? It's like a newspaper for your ear holes. Well, what sort of thing do they talk about then? All sorts of things, Governor. Go on. They talk about Western Australian sport there, mate. I see you got the sports pages. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 who's that by then? Who says that? Doesn't matter about that one now. We're about to talk about another one. There's one about your house. Not your house. My, my house? Not your house. Who's talking about my house then? I mean just houses in general. And other design-related things. That one's with Barry Dubois. Barry Dubois? Yeah, you know, from the Friday show. From the... Oh, from the living room. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, all right, all right, all right. All right, the shoes are done, Governor. That'll be ten quid. How much? Ten squids, mate. That's outrageous. You're outrageous. I'm out of here.